الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المرء على دين خليله فلينظر احدكم من يخالل او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of deen brothers and sisters last week we discussed the aspect of the bigger exam that is the exam of life and in terms of our immediate situation the exam of the holidays one is the exam before the holidays which everybody studies for learns hard burns the midnight oil makes many sacrifices makes a lot of dua ask others to make dua and all these various things are done in an effort to pass the exam before the holidays which perhaps is either completed already or is about to be now last bit of it left so that exam alhamdulillah everybody has made much effort and we must make effort for it allah taala accept the efforts of all the students allah taala make everybody successful in this exam allah taala enable all to pass with good marks so, alhamdulillah this is an exam that all have made an effort for but as discussed last week that when the holiday start the bigger exam starts and that is the exam of how we are going to conduct ourselves this exam affects our life in dunya if supposing we conducted ourselves correctly it will have a very positive impact for us in dunya like a person who made sacrifices burned the midnight oil studied extra time avoided wasting the time the person has a very present end result and the person is elated person is very very happy and the good of that comes already others around one are happy others around one are now sharing the joy that happiness then there are some prizes sometimes somebody achieves as a result of the good marks that one got in the examinations so all that is what comes in the short term and then the long term has its own benefits so likewise when a person this bigger exam of life during the time of the holiday somebody conducts themselves correctly in conducting themselves correctly there are sacrifices to be made there are things that they sometimes would very very strongly desire to do but at the same time it will come into their hearts and mind and they will remember from the lessons that they have learned that this is not correct it's something to stay far away from whether it is the social media whether it is the fairs whether it is other activities wherein the laws of allah taala are being broken where deen is being compromised so whatever the situation is in all these things the issue is that they need to 
they got to be making sacrifices. Or the heart is tugging, the desire is there to get into these things, but they are going to be refraining. They are going to be making that mujahada. They are going to stay away from it. The result of this would be that in dunya also, the good of this will come. It will not always be so obvious that this good came as a result of the sacrifice made. But it comes in many, many ways. And the real place, this dunya is a very small place, the real place is the akhirat. That is where the real good comes. In dunya, the good comes in the form of contentment. It makes one's heart content. It comes in the form of closeness to Allah Ta'ala. One feels enthusiastic towards deen. It might come in the form of barakat in one's risk. It might come in the form of a protection for one from various calamities. In many ways it comes. And it, in dunya, it will come, inshallah, the real place is the akhirat. So those who are geared for this exam, they would safeguard whatever they learned during the year, whatever they acquired, whatever efforts they made, whatever amal they did, and they will progress very much further in the holidays. On the other hand, if a person, their mindset is not geared for this exam of the holiday, rather it is the opposite. They are planning to now let loose. Then Allah forbid everything can get lost. There is one incident of one person who was a very big miser very big miser and he would keep counting everything even his expenses in the house any food he eats now he is counting now how much I already had to spend on this and if he could save up something and he would count that and now keep balancing this how much I had to spend how much I could save and very very miserly avoid trying to invite anybody avoid spending on others now this is a very poor quality it's a very negative quality in fact to be miserly Allah Ta'ala loves those who are generous Allah Ta'ala loves the ones who are generous the generosity of a person the sadaqah a person gives the hadiyah he gives all this brings the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala and it makes one come into the protection of Allah Ta'ala generosity is something a generous person is close to Allah Ta'ala a miserly person is distant from Allah Ta'ala. So this is something we should, according to our own capacity, how much is possible for us to do, but we should always have a generous heart. Our hearts must be filled with generosity. Generosity not, is not restricted and confined to spending wealth. That is the form that is most obvious that a person who is generous will spend on others, that's the most obvious way that this generosity is displayed. So, that is something we should do. According to our capacity, somebody will be able to spend something worth 20 rands on someone else. Another person doesn't even have the 20 rand, but they'll be able to share something, it might be worth 1 rand. Something or the other, they will be able to share also. So the thing is that whatever is in our capacity, we should try to do. And what is not in our capacity, 
we got our niyat, inshallah, that the day I have something to share with others, I will also share. The day I have something to be able to give a sadaqah to somebody else, I'll also give. Allah Ta'ala will reward us according to our sincere intentions. So generosity is a very, very great thing. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his generosity was beyond everybody. His generosity was of a very, very high level. To the extent that people would come and ask him for some help, and he did not have anything for himself, did not have anything to give them, he would still tell the person, you go and take a loan from so and so on my name, and tell him, I will pay back the loan. So you borrow that money on my behalf from him, then you go with that money, I will pay it to him when I have the means. Now it's obvious that somebody would readily give that loan in the name of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but to this extent he went to help others out. So this is the generosity that we should be taking a lesson from. Obviously we are not on that caliber, we shouldn't take debts on our in our responsibility, put debts on our head and give to others. But yes, what we have, we try to share some portion of that. So, any case, we are talking about this miserly person. Person, when this miserliness settles in, then it can make a person do some really funny things, really strange things. There's one person who was very well known for his miserliness, Ashab. The old days, he became proverbial for his miserliness. There are many incidents mentioned about him. Once he was passing by somebody who was making these trays, earthen trays. Now these trays used to be used for, they used to make sweetmeats, mitais, and it used to be set into these trays, earthen trays. And that used to be sold. So now perhaps he was making this for some mitai seller. So, now he just happened to pass by this person making these earthen trays. So as he's passing by this person, he tells him that, look, why don't you make these trays big? You're making it, but make it bigger than what you're making it. So that person asked him that, what's your business with this? You carry on. What? What? I'm not making it for you. Why are you worried about it? Whatever size I'm making, I'll make. So this greedy person and miserly person he replied and said that no, the problem is that if somebody buys this tray from you maybe they want to give me a gift of hadiyah a, a gift of mithai, of sweetmeats now if you have a bigger tray the chances are that I'll get this bigger tray, now you got a smaller tray now somebody will come, they'll buy from you but then they'll give me the small tray now who will come, when the person will buy whether they'll even give him but now greedy person and a miserly person, their minds run in this manner. Greedy also and miserly also. Always looking at how I can save something here, how I can get more from there from somebody else. And a generous person, he's always looking at how I can give. What I can give more. Take nothing. Oh, if somebody has given something as a hadiyah, fine, he'll receive it, provided there's no other issues in between. But he's all the time ready to give. And he wants to give more and more. Whatever he can, whatever is in his capacity. So coming to this incident of this miserly person that we're talking about, 
This fellow was a very miserly fellow. In any case, one day, he went to some relative's place in a different town. So he stayed there, and he spent eight days there. Now for this eight days, he's sitting there, staying there, eating there. Now because of his mind, his miserly mind, so every meal he's eating, he's getting very happy within himself. Now, now if I was at home, then this meal would have, I would have had to eat, obviously. So it would have cost me whatever amount, maybe say, let's say, 50 rands. So, to feed myself, my family. Now I ate here, so I saved that 50 rands. So the second meal now, I saved another 50 rand. Third meal, I saved another 50 rand. Yeah, it's counting in his mind. Now, because a miserly person, the miserly person, everything, his mind runs in this way. And the generous person, he, his mind is on how can I give. There was one person who, he's living somewhere, and that particular place, a lot of visitors go, people go for visits. Now when they go to visit, meaning the place, they end up staying in whatever accommodation is available there. So I happened to one day meet this person, now he lives in the area. And as we were talking, a third person came. I somewhere far away from here. A third person came who knew the person I was talking to. So the two of them met. And in the process, they got talking. And the third person now who came in, he is saying to him, that, no, I was there last week in your area. So he says, you were there in the area? I didn't know you were there. He said, yeah, I was there. Where you stayed? So he said, I stayed in certain that accommodation. So the person who we were talking to, he got a bit upset. He says, look, my house is right there, and I even have a separate section for the guests. And now you deprived me of my huck, that I am, it's my right to entertain the guest for, who has come to my town for three days. It wasn't just saying it for the sake of saying it. You could see this person was feeling like you really did me down that you went to stay and paid for that some accommodation somewhere, whereas I have this arrangement right with my house, and it was my right to feed you for three days, meaning not to charge you anything. This wasn't accommodation. It was just mehman nawazi, as they say. Just entertaining the guest. You came, we know each other, you came to my town, I am your friend, you say you are my friend, and you went to stay somewhere else to pay for that, and you didn't even give me my right of entertaining you for three days. Now, can you imagine this person's thinking, mashallah, that he's feeling hurt about it, that you did not come stay with me and allow me to be of service to you, allow me to feed you for the three days. Now, it takes time, it takes effort, he'll have to spend his money also, obviously. And he's feeling very happy to do it, and if somebody didn't give him the chance, he's feeling very hurt about it. Now, these are the people who have their hearts in the right place. And they feel happy to spend on others. They feel happy to serve others. They feel happy to be of service to people in general. So, in any case, now, this miser we're talking about again, his mind is only running in this. Now, he's staying there for eight days with his relatives, and he's counting every day. I save so much, and I save so much, and I save so much. any case, he stayed this eight days, after eight days, finally he had to come back home. So now, he was went to a neighboring town. So now when the time came to come back home, so now his relatives from there said, Hey, you know, you stayed there so long. 
Mashallah, it was so nice having you here. So, we're feeling now sad you're leaving. We will accompany you, give you company to go home now. You're going to go alone. We'll give you company to go home. So he's telling them, no, no, no need to come all the way to give me company. I'm fine. I came on my own too. I'll go on my own. They say, no, no, you stayed so long. You know, we're so nice and happy to have you here. Now we just give you company. So he's trying to discourage them. But they, in their enthusiasm now, this is our relative, and he came all the way to visit us. They don't know what this person's mind, how he's thinking. They genuinely being nice to him. So somehow they, they felt he's just being humble, he's just trying to save them the trouble. No, 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 definitely we'll come. They eventually started all left with him now. Now in those days, this is the olden day story. So they would walk from town to town or maybe take some kind of cart and whatever else. So now they're all eight of them coming with him. Any case now, as the distance is getting closer to his hometown, he's telling them now, look, you came far enough now. Doesn't matter now, it's, don't take all the trouble to come all the way to my place. It's fine, you all can now mind, go back home now. So he's saying, no, no, how can you came as our guest, our mehman, and now halfway we must just leave you? Not possible. So they came along. Eventually, when they reached this town, it was now late in the evening. So they stayed over. So they stayed over, it was in the night. Now the next day, they were, came to their relative's place now. So they stayed, they had breakfast, and they had lunch, and then finally they left. So now this person, this miser, the people in the town also knew him. They knew what kind of person he is. They knew how his mind ticks. So somebody met him. They said, hey, you were not around for so long. Eight days we missed you here. He said, no, I was gone to my relatives in the other town. He said, oh, eight days you stayed with your relatives. You must have saved a lot. Because they know how this fellow thinks, how he works. Now, when somebody thinks like that and somebody all the time talks like that, so others also will talk to him in his language. Now they'll keep cheering him a little bit. So he said, you must have saved a lot, man. Eight days you stayed with your relatives. So he replied and said, I went and stayed there eight days. But now eight of them joined me back to come and leave me home. And they eight of them stayed here one day. But that one day, they covered up for my eight days that I stayed with them. Now they stayed one day, but eight people came. So eight people, I was eating one person for eight days. So they, whatever I gained there, they cancelled it off here. Now it just sounds like one funny story. But Allah Ta'ala give jazai khair to our mashayikh, our kabir. That from these little anecdotes, these little incidents, these stories, they give us very, very deep lessons. And they bring our mind to many realities. What is the lesson in this? One person went there, he ate eight days, and other eight people came here, they ate one day. Now what's... You say, look, this is unfortunately often our situation. MashaAllah, for many days, sometimes months, sometimes for the whole year, we are making effort, we are trying to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, we are doing many amal. But then, we carry on like this wise also. What? That now, while we are doing all that, then it happens that we get involved in other things, like the holiday time comes. So now we, obviously this is not his guess were fine, but we bring shaitan out. And all the good that was done for the whole year, whatever was acquired, all the good habits that were formed, the good company that we stayed in, all the good that was done, 
come the holiday and suddenly now it just all gets wiped out because of now allowing shaitan to come along and whatever we, we started off with we finished off on the same square one as they say now this is a very tragic situation that we lose everything the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says مَنْ جَاءَ بِالْحَسَنَةِ فَلَهُ أَشْرُ أَمْثَالِهَا the one who brings along a good deed for him will be ten times alike thereof now Allah Ta'ala gave us a tawfiq of doing the good deed but now we have to look after it and we have to take it along now these holiday times come and they create a very big challenge but now there will be those who will pass this exam of the holiday time they will remain focused and they will not allow this to derail them they are ready for that mujahada whatever comes we are ready for it yes mujahada is something that it takes courage but one great buzrug one day there was some he expressed the truth as a result of which others became a bit upset with him that look at this person now he's spoiling our fun and whatever else so now some started abusing him some wanted to hit him too all the other various whatever things normally happen when somebody now is doing the right thing a lot of people want to do the wrong and they put pressure on the person who is doing the right the way they make it feel as if the person who is doing the right is the person in the wrong this is among the signs of Qiyamat also and it is something Nabi Wasallam already foretold كَيْفَ بِكُمْ إِذَا رَأَيْتُمُ الْمُنْكَرَ مَعْرُوفَ وَالْمَعْرُوفَ بُنْكَرَ what will become the condition of the ummah when they will regard the wrong as right and the right as wrong the wrong going to the wrong places joining the wrong activities and wrong functions all that will become right everybody will get involved in it illa mashallah and those who want to stay out of the wrong they don't want to become part of it they will become the people who are so to say gone in the off they are, they are gone in the wrong they want to stay out of the wrong that will be regarded as a crime no you must join the wrong then you are okay but you stay away from the wrong then you are like a criminal so this is something that is a very big problem obviously but it's a common problem we need to be very conscious about it that we don't get caught up in this situation so in any case this our Mashaikh state now this particular Buzurg we are talking about that now he did what was the right thing he corrected the wrong people got very upset and now they are putting him under pressure and they hurling abuse at him and whatever else any case somebody then asked him something and all this drama stopped for a while he said but you know, how you manage all this so he said he men- made a statement which has a lot of depth in it and he said that to patiently bear the challenges that come purely for the sake of Allah Ta'ala to patiently bear the challenges that come meaning like whatever challenges now somebody is trying to push you into doing something wrong somebody is pressurizing you to join them in the wrong all these kind of things so whatever challenges come but 
you are patiently bearing it for who? For Allah Ta'ala alone. He said, what a wonderful and pleasant taste this has. Now it's a bitter gulp that a person is gulping. The sabr that he's making. It takes courage. But now he turned that into a very, very pleasant taste for himself. Uh, because like a person undertaking some really hard work. But why? Because somebody who he is very close to, he is very attached to, they are going to get very happy with him. Because he is working so hard for them. To get them what they, what they require. Now he is, has this deep love for someone. So now he is going out of his way and he is feeling very happy about it. Why? Because he will now become closer to the one who he is doing it for. So these people were filled with the, with the love of Allah Ta'ala in their hearts. And as a result, to undertake the challenges, to undertake the, pleasure, the pressures, but solely for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. This became very, very, to use the word just for the sake of understanding it, very delicious for them. It became very pleasant, very delicious for them. They actually felt an enjoyment in it. So we too need to make our minds very clear. We need to focus ourselves very well. That how we are going to spend this time in this holiday. Which are the places we are going to totally shun. We are not going to go anywhere close to it. The fairs, the bazaars and all these things. We will totally shun it. It's not a place to be. And likewise all the other things that get us involved in so many wrong things. The social media and various other issues. We need to shun all this. Otherwise, Allah forbid, shaitan is just waiting for that opportunity to destroy all the good that the person has done and even take the person into the red, take him far beyond, meaning in a worse situation than a person started off. So this holiday time comes, generally there is a very, very exciting feeling about it, but we need to recognize the challenge as well. And we need to remain firm, remain constant on our amal in fact we need to increase our amal especially the istighfar durud sharif tilawat of the quran sharif we need to increase it we will have more time obviously so we need to increase these amal this is our protection person stopping their tasbihat stopping their tilawat stopping the other amal that they were performing and to start off with there will not be that opportunity to be in the environment where there is a dini atmosphere because now a person is not in madrasa, so there isn't a dini atmosphere. That is a major challenge in itself. And on top of that, a person has now stopped the amal, or has decreased the amal. Then it is like a person going into a war zone and leaving all the protection behind. person had all the protection of whatever ways to protect oneself from all the difficulties. Now it took all the protection and left it behind. The bulletproof jacket has been left behind. Whatever other things. And the person is walking in the street where there is so much of danger. There is bullets flying around. So now what is going to be the end result? So this, these amal, this tasbihad, the stilawat of the Quran Sharif. Obviously our first salah goes without saying. And staying away from haram, this goes without saying. All this is the protection. And now we stop the protection, then we are totally opening ourselves to the attacks of nafs and shaitan. So as mentioned last week as well, from now we should be 
making dua daily, we should begging, be begging Allah Ta'ala's help, asking Him to protect us from all the fitna that takes place in this very crucial and critical time. Allah Ta'ala keep us safe, keep us in His protection, and Allah Ta'ala bless us all with afiyat, keep us steadfast on deen, grant us the best of dunya and akhirat. May Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala keep all in His pleasure at all times. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين